Hey everyone, and welcome to- Wait, what? Oh! Ooh, this is a sparkly bonus episode of Epicurean Unicorn! Hello, and welcome to what might be the shortest episode of Epicurean Unicorn ever because of, well, what I am about to not do. <laughs> I'm being very serious about that. <laughs> yes, today, hi, I'm Connie, we are continuing with our segments where, you know, it, it's turned into me giving Brayden something weird to eat, only he's actually put his foot down today. He's not going to be eating what has been given to him because we have a homemade century egg. Woo! Can I get a woo? No. Okay. All right. Well, it was worth a try. Century eggs. Brayden, did you have any idea what they were or had you heard of them before this item was thrust into your hands? I had heard about them a little bit. And we, we should state, too, I think this might be, Connie, the first time we've ever actually been together in the same room <gasps> where we've just thrown one microphone in between us and that's why it sounds a little different right we uh we have one microphone thrown in between us in a pretty echoey room i just thought that this thing was so disgustingly terrible we had to share about it and be in the same space so since we're both in the same office today i can't even edit when we talk over each other oh my gosh yeah i mean what are we gonna do i don't know. Uh, no, no, I, uh, I think it's, it's already my, weird. No, it's my, my uh, turn. Yeah. I, I'm talking now. Okay, okay. But we are also, <laughs> this is a twofer because we're doing the mini episode, but we're also proving that, you know, it's a Bruce Wayne and Batman type situation. We are actually two different people. Oh. We're not the same person as much as our fans and listeners may have thought otherwise. So. Hi, I'm Connie. <laughs> and I'm Brayden. See, we sound, I know, we sound exactly alike when we impersonate each other. So much alike. <laughs> but anyway, okay, trying to go back to the topic at hand, which that's also a first for me. Century eggs. These are delicacies, in quotations, that you can still find in some Asian restaurant establishments. And they are very interesting to make. So I actually made this one because I got super bored on Saturday. And that's what I do. I was interested because I had tasted them in an Asian restaurant. And it smelled so unlike and tasted so unlike anything that I had ever tasted before that I wanted to try to recreate it or at least become familiar with the process. And I don't even... Brayden, can you describe what it looks like on the outside? Yes. So... The egg, you would have started off, in this instance, yeah, you started with a white egg. It is an egg, yes. Yes, not a brown egg, that's what's important not here. A, not a chocolate egg. Not either. a chocolate egg, no, <laughs> that I would have eaten. The outside of it has taken on a very dull look. It's no longer, I would say, glossy, right? A nice egg has kind of that glossy shine to it. Mm -hmm. This is dull. And I'm not sure if this is a defect of your manufacturing process mm -hmm. because I've never made one. It has streaks. Whatever you mm. quote unquote cooked this in, uh -huh. it looks like in certain areas, a larger amount of it stayed on the egg. It almost looks like somebody took some white chocolate and kind of drizzled in big, thick stripes. It does look like that. Over the egg. Yes. Astute observations all the way. So, perfect. Yes, this is in fact an egg and it has been coated in something. So you're onto something with that. So I want to give a little bit of the 
you know, history or at least what people believe the origin of this item was. And then we'll break down the process behind it and then we'll smell it. Um, even if we don't eat it. Ugh. So the alleged history behind this is that in early, early, early times, I don't know when, BC for sure, in Asia somewhere, I can't quite remember, there was a man and he had some... <laughs> Stop laughing, Brent. It's like <laughs> laughing in the background. This is weird to see in this person. Is, it's educational. <laughs> some guy somewhere a in a country... Maybe. Don't know when. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just, it happened at some point. It was real, I think. Wikipedia says so. And uh, anyway, so this man in the countryside had some, what would have been contractors at the time, come and do work on his house using concrete and various uh, building supplies, chemicals, what have you, that were common at the time. Lye was one of those, or a very alkaline substance. So after this work was done on his house, um, the lye or and the alkaline substance that they used actually pooled up in a puddle outside of his house. And somehow someone must have been walking by or something like that and dropped an egg in there. And so a few weeks later, this dude walks out and I guess trying to save money. I don't know if he had a death wish. He was trying to save money or just a very strong sense of curiosity, he saw this egg, managed to reach in and grab it without, you know, chemically burning his hands through alkaline substance contact, decided to take it home, crack it open, and eat it. And that is apparently the story of the first century egg. And then I guess he loved it so much that it just became popular and spread like wildfire. Um, Would not say that is the case in Western society, but it does still exist as a delicacy. So the process behind this is to grab your nice standard white eggs. They could actually be brown as well because, you know, sometimes that's chemical bleaching. Um, And then you take them and you make a salt tea leaf and lye bath. And you do that by heating up the water, adding the salt, adding the tea leaves, letting them seep for a bit, dissolving the salt, and then very carefully adding some lye flakes to the mixture. So it becomes salty, alkaline, and infused with the tea leaf flavor. Now, when you've done that, you take this solution, you take the tea leaves out of it, you put it into a glass container, not a plastic one, because uh, lye will eat through anything plastic. I think we learned that in Breaking Bad. I can't remember, I don't know, but don't do it. Um, Not good, it'll burn through everything. So put it in glass and then completely submerge your eggs, one, five, however many there are, as long as they're covered by the solution. And at this point, you store those eggs covered in that solution in a cool, dark place for anywhere from a week to three weeks. And during this time, you're allowing osmosis um, to take part and that bath, that solution seeps into the egg and becomes part of the egg, starts to chemically interact with it. After this point, you take the eggs out of that solution, you dry them off thoroughly, very carefully using gloves the whole time because we're working with something that can chemically burn you, and then you coat the eggs in wax or clay or basically something that's going to ensure that there is an anaerobic or no non-oxygen environment within the egg itself. And this is because the process of alkaline fermentation, 
is actually occurring during the next few weeks when you store these coated eggs. You don't want any other bacteria or contaminants getting into your system at this point uh, because then malicious bacteria or you know poisonous bacteria, bad for you stuff, can take over. And then when you bite into the egg, uh, you're going to be dealing with some food poisoning. So instead, we let the delicious, delicious process of alkaline fermentation occur. Um, that becomes the environment that takes over for the egg. And after it's allowed to sit for a few weeks, so maybe like a total of six weeks between the bath and then the wax coating, you have this amazing, beautiful creation. And uh, I don't know... Do you have a cat, Braden? I do have a cat. You do have a cat. Okay. I don't want to give it away, but ammonia is a byproduct or is a very basic product, right? Okay. Do you know how that kind of smells after Kitty mm -hmm. has been allowed to sit on that box for a little bit? Mm-hmm. This is reminiscent of that mm. so i don't know if the original mm. man didn't have the cat or have a cat or what because i wouldn't say that i would necessarily smell these eggs and be like oh my gosh it smells like claudia's uh box i want to eat it so i don't want to give it away too much but i'm gonna let you open the bag and take the first whiff because I've actually tasted these. I made my family taste them. Oh. I made my sister's new boyfriend taste them. Oh. And he said it wasn't actually that bad. And that's when he won a spot in my heart. I hope they get buried. Um, but it's your turn. So mm. we shall see. Brayden is puckering his mouth in a distasteful yeah. kind of a way. Oof. Sense of adventure. engaged. Let's do it. Epicurean unicorn. Woohoo. All right. Goodbye, I, I want to say. <laughs> <clears throat> He's preparing himself. <laughs> I just want to say before I open the bag and not eat this egg, because eggs are disgusting. Very impressive. All of what you just heard was done without notes. All of it came off the top of Connie's head. Obviously, she spent some time investigating and learning how to do this. I do have a question, because I quickly searched the source of all rightful knowledge, where nothing is incorrect, also known as Wikipedia. Always. Some of the pictures on there are white. Some of the pictures, the eggs are much, much darker. Mm -hmm. Is that because they just started with an egg that started off brown? No. that uh, So that is, there is um, the Maillard reaction, which is an interaction between sugars, proteins. And we, the most common one that we know in our industry is heated, or yeah. heated Maillard reactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That reaction can also occur through chemical means. It's called... Okay. I think it's called non-browning Maillard reaction, but it's basically enzymatic browning. Okay. And this is similar to that concept. I would have to read into what exactly is different, but this is that type of Maillard as opposed to the heating type. And I believe the pictures that you were seeing and the differences between them have to do with the amount of time that this reaction has been allowed to happen. So the more brown it is, I'm assuming, I'd have to double check, that's the more time that the egg has been allowed to sit, ferment, and have all these reactions occurring. Okay, so if I left this egg that was coated in wax, it has now cracked open, so maybe I don't leave this specific egg. Not this one. <laughs> if I had an uncracked egg that you had coated and you were letting ferment, if I let this sit for three months, four months, five months, whatever it is, I'd eventually have a much darker egg. Yes, and it would probably plateau after a certain point because there's just okay. no more reaction, but correct. Yes. Okay. 
Okay, well, I guess I've stalled as much as I can. Let's go. I'm going to open the bag. He's opening it. Oh, I'm going to open it here close so you can hear the crinkling of the bag. Yes, 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 yes. Witnessing it I'm, I'm trying to get all the smell out nope, before nope, I nope, bring nope. it near just my face. Up, put it, just get all in there. Do you smell it? Does oh, it smell? Does it smell? Here, oh, it's my turn. It's my turn. Oh, oh my God, it does. Yes. Oh, oh it's... Ooh, that, I wonder if the cracking mm. open has actually let something else in there, because oh. it smells a, it smells a little bad even for me. That's, oh. it smells like it started to rot, honestly. Oh. So, yeah, I am going to give you a buy with this one. Okay, yeah, so folks, it's not, it definitely smells like ammonia, um, but it does smell due to this crackage that is ew, happening, and then stuff is actually seeping out. Oh God, it's like liquid. Um, oh, Brayden's bring, bringing over a plate and some coffee stirs, which we're gonna pretend are knives. I'm gonna put this onto the plate. But yeah, this definitely. Oh, he's gingerly. Oh, I want to open it more. We should do like a video podcast at some point for occasions like this. Oh, oh god. my god, it's liquefied. Oh. <gasps> Again, the pictures seem to make the inside look solid. Yeah. So is this... I think this is a product of it cracking and something, some sort of contaminant or another reaction is now occurring at this point because they are extremely adamant. Yeah, the ones that I had did not look like this. Oh, the yolk has completely... Okay, so what we're seeing here is a two-part system. There is the a jelly liquid, uh, what was once a traditional egg white part of the egg most of it's jelly like it, it will hold its jelly. shape it yes. was what was nearest to the crack is more liquid oh my gosh it is starting to smell now i really smell that yeah yeah mm -hmm. whoa and then the the yolk part of the egg is almost completely solidified it looks like i mean yeah. no, i'm actually getting nervous because it looks like it's gonna pop out can i I'm going to grab one and poke well, it. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. I want to try to get this shell off. We're removing the shell from the yolk. Whoa! Oh, the yolk is very, I'd, I'd say, rubbery. Yeah, rubbery is yeah, a good Yeah, very rubbery. Oh, my gosh. And it's surrounded by this jelly that was the albumin. Yes. So we'll, we'll, take, terms. we'll take that off. Beautiful. The inside of the shell is interesting. It's It's spotted brown. There are dark brown spots. Did you see that on the other eggs you made? No. I'm I'm firmly convinced that this is a result of the crackage that okay. occurred to the egg. And there's now another reaction going on. Okay. Maybe just a spoilage and decomposition. <laughs> okay. Let's cut the yolk in half. Oh, it made a noise. Oh, I don't know if people can hear noise. that. Oh, look, it's still green in the middle. That's how it's supposed to look. Throughout the whole thing. So the whole yolk should look that green color. And that's how mine looked when I force fed them to my family, yes. Okay, so we should be <laughs> what we should be seeing here, this, I would say, deep amber color of the white, that's correct. Yes. It should just have held its shape more. Yes, much more gelled. And then the entire yolk should be this, I'm just going to say moldy green color. Moldy green, vom green, okay. sickly green. So something you know. did happen. Something happened here. I am which not is, eating this. I mean, I think it's really cool to see what happens when you go against the grain. So thank you for cracking this, whether it was intentional or not. It, it was not. It did spend a trip in my backpack back and forth to my house. 
because mm. I thought we would do this remotely mm-hmm. and I thought I would be at home. Uh, so there's a good chance I accidentally cracked it. Oh if you could see the look on Connie's face right now, it it is almost <laughs> it's this is how I would describe the look on her face. It's if Wednesday Adams actually got excited about something. Oh my gosh, stop it's it. it's this mix of absolute terror, I feel, looking at it. Because she is so excited, but excited by something that would make a typical person run screaming. It's so cool. Food science, man, you know? Uh, <laughs> oh, this is so much better in person. Oh, he poked oof, it. Yeah, he put uh, it up to his mouth. I thought he was going to uh, eat it for a oh, second. Oh, God, no. No, I just wanted to see if the yolk smelled different. Oh, my gosh. I want to smell, too. Oh, now that reeks of ammonia. Yeah. More Oof. so the outside smelled more rotting and decaying, and I'm guessing oxidation situation. Whereas this just straight up smells like a kitty cat pee pee. Yeah. If we're allowed to say that. Oh uh, yeah, we're we're allowed <laughs> to say pretty much whatever we want. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> woo! Good job, paraded. Oh my gosh, that was you know what? Sal- salutations, hats off to you. Salutes, prost, whatever they say, because you ate silk pupae. What was the? I can't. We can't edit this, and it's gonna be all the stutters. Silk pupae. Silkworm pupa. Thank you. Yeah, I don't even know what I put in front of your face the last time. Ah, it's all good. And now we're here observing what happens when you mess with a traditional process. Well, it's very interesting. I mean, if people are interested in it, uh, email us. Mm -hmm. Connie will reply to you because I'll forward emails to her. She can talk all about anaerobic fermentation with you and century eggs and any other food science you want. Uh, So, Connie, I mean, nicely done. Uh, Well done. (laughs) Thank you. Taking the time to do this. It was very interesting and impressive to see you just reel off the whole process and everything (laughs) right off the top of your head. Even if you stumbled a bit with the the dude and the place and the country (laughs) and the time. He did exist, I promise. So, homage to this dude. Again. Dude man. The, the Wikipedia says that there's multiple ways this could have happened. It might have been a duck farmer. Okay. Maybe okay. not a guy having worked on, on his house. Okay. What okay. I found okay. interesting, and because you made a connection between the smell of cat urine and this, mm-hmm. is I guess these are also called horse urine eggs in some places. Are they really? Although that's not used in the production of them. Apparently, the, the word translates for some reason as horse urine what they call the egg in some parts of asia translates again according to wikipedia who knows as horse urine so that's why supposedly the misconception has come up that you just take these and soak them in horse urine and then that's what does it so did they say if the misconception came to but it's more so because of the smell that they're called that maybe possibly again i'm relying on wikipedia on my phone because it was <laughs> your job to do the research for this we agreed on that yes yes, yes. it was my job to show up <laughs> and agree to not eat an egg and you overachieved by doing some more research oh I, god it's still smell it's so i just i don't oh. know i thought it was so i don't know about you Braden, but okay so this is like a fringe weird crazy case but it's so interesting when you see a typical process. So we think fermentation, and that's usually carried out by something that turns the substance acidic. Yeah, Brandon is trying to get the egg as far away from his face as possible. Other side of the table. Other side <laughs> of the table. We'll open the door from this closed room with no circulation in a little bit. It's so fascinating when you see something break the mold when you're so used to a traditional process. So like anaerobic fermentation 
pickles, onions, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. things like that, they turn acidic, their pH drops. Yeah. Whereas this one, the goal is to, and I, I think that's what hooked me because just upon smelling it, I immediately, without doing any research, and you probably, anyone could do that who's familiar, you would know this is the total opposite of acidic. This is basic. How does that happen? This is not typical in a food item. And I think we know why now, but I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting. It was. So yeah, uh, go learn more. Send us a note. Connie will talk to you all about this process. Uh, I volunteer her to walk you through doing it yourself carefully. Woo! So yeah, thank you all very much. Connie, thank you for creating this so we could have an interesting little science lesson. Thank you, Brayden, for volunteering or being, you know, voluntold to uh, be subjected to this. You did great. I yep. appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And now I'm going to volunteer you to go find a plastic bag because okay. we're going to put this in a large plastic bag before we throw it away because I am not subjecting the folks who deal with the trash around here to opening a trash can with this smell in it. Let me just think of who I don't like today so I can put it under their desk. Oh. Okay, yeah, I'll I give you a I'm list. Okay. Yeah, maybe, okay. We'll talk offline. Yeah, yeah. Maybe name starts with a C, last name starts with an M. Hey! And... <laughs> hey! That, that's me! No! Oh my goodness. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> everybody, thank you very much. This has actually now been one of the longest bonus episodes we've put together. Oops. <laughs> but because we're actually having Mm, maybe I don't maybe know. we're that we're not allowed to say on the air so no no fun is not allowed nope no fun no fun we can't edit. Oh, all wow. right well connie thank you very much everybody thank you thank you for listening take care stay well and until the next time there's connie's computer she's done she's checked out and we will be seeing you be seeing you bye-bye X. hey everyone thanks for listening If you have questions, comments, baking troubles, or are just epicurious about the topics discussed today, you can send an email to epicureanunicorn at parados.com. If your question is short and sweet, we may even feature it on the show. Epicurean Unicorn is a production of the Parados Corporation. Help us to keep spreading the magic of food through continued conversation and the pursuit of knowledge. This has been a Studio 47 production.